Hey girls, welcome to Girl Talk. I'm Heather and this is Created Woman's Podcast where we are a community of women learning to dream, live life on purpose, and explore our faith. Every show, I get to chat with friends who will share their personal journey of discovering their purpose and running after their dreams one dream step at a time. Thanks for joining us. This is Girl Talk. Y'all, today Stacy McVeigh is in the house and I am so excited. Stacy has been my friend seriously for almost 20 years. Today she will share her story of hustling to healing after her divorce. She has some practical steps that we can all apply in our lives no matter what our story is. Stacy reminds us that we too can hustle to healing and why you are worth the work. It's a great show and I know it will be one that you can share with so many of your friends. We all have our story of hurts and hangups. All right, ladies, get ready for some laughs and real talk with our guest, Stacy McVeigh. Hey, Stacy. Hey, Heather. Welcome to Girl Talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it is literally the morning after Gather Her. Yes. Where you spoke and dropped the mic. Yes, I feel like I'm glowing. You are. Yeah, You're it's, literally it's glowing. After morning glow. I love it. How do you feel? I feel super good. Yeah. I feel like um, I did what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I shared my story. There's strength in our stories. I used, you know, God's word to complete it. And women had fun and they got to meet other women and yeah. have, have new friendships. So that's what it's all about, right? That's right. So before we dive in, we want to let everybody know who you are. And you know what? We probably should let everybody know that's maybe new to the show. Who that are new? To, who, what Gather Her is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Gather Her is our monthly event for created women. It's free. It's the second Thursday of every month. So if you live in the Austin area, come. Um, you can free. F R E E. That's for me, ladies. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Free, free. Um, and last night we always have a theme. We follow our six principles. And last night you were our speaker and you spoke on healing and we always have a fashion partner. Yes. So we say every gather her is a night of faith, fashion, and fun. Friends all for free. Correct. And it's just like a great girls night. It is. You know, we all, we all need a girls night out mm-hmm. to be able to dress up or dress, you know, dress however you want to dress. Flip flops for me last night, yeah, I think. But just to, just to get with the girls. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a great free girls night out. It is. Okay, so now I'll tell everybody who you are. Okay, so my name is Stacy McVeigh, and I am 48 years old. I'm single, I'm stable, and I'm available. Yes. Yes. Um, but um, I love to pray for people, care for people, um, you know, build teams, multiply groups, give generously. Mm. And just develop leaders. So that's that's who I am, and that's what I do. Well, we've known each other for almost 20 years. Yes. And when you say that's what you do, it's for real. Oh. I've watched you do it, hands down, for years. And you know what makes me think, and we've talked about this story before, how the, uh, we worked at a church together. But before I worked there, you were, I don't even know if you were working there yet, but we were in a Bible study together, and you were leading the Bible oh, study. Yeah. No, I wasn't working there yet. Uh-uh. Yeah. So we were both in this Bible study, but you were leading it. Uh-huh. And um, it was, you know, I was new to the church. I had just moved to Austin. And so I was just kind of like sitting in the back row, like, let me check this place out kind of thing. Yeah, observing. Obs- at least trying to observe. I was trying to observe. Yeah. 
And um, so we're in this Bible study together, and you were going out of town for something. Mm-hmm. And you, there was this project that we were all working on together, and you're like, hey, Heather, you're going to lead this. I was like, uh, no. Yeah, and I remember I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm going out of town, and I need you to do it, so just do it. Okay, just do it. I think I said no several times. Like, I really just wanted to participate. I was like, no, uh-uh. no, I need you to do it. You're gonna do it. You're gonna lead this. And I did. I was like, uh, but it was great. And that was the start of our friendship. And when we started telling each other what to do, exactly. <laughs> so you were the first to tell me what to do. Yeah. And then it just spiraled from there. Yeah, we, we just keep going back and forth. <laughs> but which makes us both great leaders and great followers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I say that to team members even on our gather her and team, like just respect each other. And if you, and I've used our relationship as an example, we're both strong. We're both leaders. But when, when I had to submit to you, I submit and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I trust you. That's built on trust too. Yeah. So, but you have to be willing to trust and listen and, and say, okay, I'll do that. Yeah. And we're teachable. Yeah. Yeah. You're never too much of a leader not to do as well. If you're not doing, you're not a leader. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So enough about leadership. (laughs) Um, There's a little leadership message for you in there. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping my voice isn't going in and out. I keep hearing something, but sorry. Okay. So last night you spoke at Gather Her on healing and your message was hustle to healing. Yes. I love that. Uh Why is that so important to you? Well, I think, you know, especially in our culture these days, everybody's hustling. Mm -hmm. You know, they're hustling to their own business. They're hustling if they work for an employer. They're hustling for, you know, physical health, Mm -hmm. you know, to go to the gym, to get the appointments done, to, it's just, it's just all about hustle. And I think sometimes we don't think that we have to hustle to actual healing, which is Mm -hmm. Mm self-care for our mental, emotional, and just the condition of our heart. So I think it's important that we first start hustling to healing. That's good. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't, then... Well, if we don't, then we're not fulfilling the purpose God has for us, yeah. which is to know our worth so that people are attracted to us so we can introduce them to Jesus. Yeah. And then also just to help others. Right. I mean, we have to help others. Everybody everybody doesn't... It's sometimes I think what happens is you think that you're all alone, like, oh, no one else is going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's such a lie because there are people who have went through what you've went through and you can ask them for help. Right. And it's interesting, you know, as not, well, I'm sure we'll get into this because you have a great little, what do you call it? Acrostic? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, that we're going to get into, but <clears throat> it's not just hustle to healing. Like it's going to be over in a week. Oh. It's, it's hustle in the sense of don't just sit there and wallow and be the victim. Correct. And then, uh, well, for sure that, <clears throat> but there's different layers of healing all throughout your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're never going to stop going through seasons. It's, it's, I mean, it's not a constant healing, but you know, there's, there's ebbs and flows to life yeah. and life. And life happens whether we want it to or not, mm-hmm. you know, there are things that we're going to have to get healed, healed from. Okay. So let's dive into it. Okay. So you shared your story. Yes. So tell us about your hustle to healing. How did it all begin? Well, it all began when, um, it's almost four years ago now. That, it's crazy. I know that I went through a divorce mm-hmm. and, um, you know, my husband didn't, he didn't honor God. He didn't honor mm-hmm. me. I forgave him. And I said, let's do the work. And he's like, no, I don't want to do the work. And he divorced me. Mm. So um, that didn't stop me from doing the work. And, and it so, was so quick, I remember. I feel like it was. Maybe it wasn't for you. But from the process of finding out. 
oh yeah, no, it was quick. It was, yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. It, it was like, oh wait. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Which actually was better for me yeah. instead of like back and forth. Um, but yeah. And so I was just like, okay, I'm going to get healed. Mm-hmm. You know, I am going to hustle to healing and so I went to a Christian counselor. I went through divorce recovery, yeah. which is a 13-week class. I had a great community of you know men and women around me to just support me, and I just moved forward. And you know, and and now I can actually even say, like, bless him. Can you? I actually, can. <laughs> I can say, you know what, bless him. That's Lord, good. Bless him in whatever he's doing. I don't know what he's doing, and I I don't. It, yeah, there's no need to. Yeah, no need to, but I'm like, bless him because I'm blessed. My life's great. Yeah. So, but when you're in that oh, season, yeah. how did you even start the process? Like, what did you, you wake up one morning and, or is it like, what, what does that even look like when you're going through that, where you finally say, I'm going to get help? Well, I think first when you wake up, like it was, I was foggy mm-hmm. for a while. I was, it was your... I mean, I was insecure, Mm -hmm. you know, um, my self-esteem was broken down. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was cloudy. So I, I, I knew that I couldn't make any heavy decisions. So that's really good. Yeah. I, I mean, when you're foggy like that, when you're going through it, it's a traumatic experience. Sure. When you're going through that, you can't make any major decisions. So you need help. So I reached out to for sure my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, I reached out to her and then, you know, my counselor helped me with things. And so you just, I ran to the help right away. And I mean, I, I got on my, I'm like, Lord, I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what to do. And just, I did a lot of crying. Yeah. Um, you know, I lived alone for, and I lived alone and way on the other side of town for three months while this was all in the house, in the house, yeah. while this was all going on. And I was so ready to get out of that house. But as I was going through it, I mean, I needed to live alone so I could like throw pillows. Mm. And so I could scream and I could cry. And I, you can't do that if you're in an apartment. No, I'm trying to visualize that. Yeah. Because I'm sure someone listening is wanting to do the same thing. Right. But I lived alone in a house on a half acre of land and I could just let it all out. Oh. So it was good. Yeah. I mean, it was good that I got to because it, it really helped with the the anger part of it. Yeah. You're so angry and you can't let out your anger on other people. So (laughs) So do it to a pillow. (laughs) Sorry. Do it to a pillow. That is so good. Cause I think, you know, so often we confuse that being anger, angry is wrong and it's not wrong. Uh -uh. It's what you do with it. Right. And so you let it out. You let it all out without cutting anybody else. Right. (laughs) emotionally or physically exactly i mean yeah throwing pillows screaming journaling um crying yeah you did it all just get it all out so did you already have a counselor or how did you even know what counselor to go to um you know at that time i worked at a church so we actually had a counseling referral list we didn't have any uh you know professional counselors licensed counselors on staff so I just went right to that referral list mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, a couple people gave me some suggestions. And so I went to that counselor and honestly, when I went to the counselor, um, you know, he told me some things that I didn't want to hear. Oh yeah. About you? About me. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Is that another show? 
Yeah, that's another show. Okay. <laughs> but you, I mean, you have to take that in. Yeah. And filter through it. Um, he gave me homework to do, which I did. And honestly, I probably only saw him a couple of times because then I dove right into divorce recovery class. Mm-hmm. And that really helped. Yeah. And the reason that helped is because there's other people that you don't know, mm-hmm. but that are going through the same thing. So it's easy to just like pour it all out. And what I like to do is say, like, you just vomit. Yeah. And all, everybody else is vomiting too. So you're not like having dry heaves and watching <laughs> someone else vomit. Everybody's <laughs> vomiting. Yeah. So it was, it was really good. Because, you know, so often when we're going through stuff, this, I want to ask about divorce recovery because I know a lot of people that have done it and just, um, maybe there's people that question it mm-hmm. because we say a lot, if you're going through hurt, don't hook arms. Lots of times with someone that's going through the same thing. So how does divorce recovery different? Cause there's a counselor in there, right? Right. So divorce recovery is, um, it's a 13 week program. It's actually mm-hmm. na- nationwide. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can look online divorce recovery and you could go any place. Um, I went to a church to do it. And so basically we had round tables and so there was a leader. And so the oh, leaders good. at each table, they had already went through divorce recovery. Okay. And then they went through training to actually be a table leader. So they keep everything on, on track. They keep everything <laughs> on track. Um, there's boundaries. Um, there's, you know, ground rules right away. Yeah. Um, you can't speak when other people are speaking, etc. Mm. There's You watch a video. It's about a 30, 45-minute video. Mm-hmm. And then you have discussion, and the leader leads the discussion. Um, and then you do prayer requests and you exchange them with women to women, men to men, Okay, which is very good. Um, and so it's very structured, which I love. I personally love. Um, and then actually after that, there was, there was a couple of us that got together for a couple weeks or like we would get together once a month, mm-hmm. you know, maybe for six months or so. And then that kind of dissolved because then you're kind of moving forward with your life. But that was good too, because then we would just get together to socialize. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Yeah. So you said last night there were two reasons to get healed. Yes. So I want to start, I just want to dive into that, into your message last night, because it was so good. And, you know, we get a chance on the podcast to even go deeper because we know we keep those messages short. And I know you have a little bit more to say, and I just want to be able to, for people that are, that couldn't come last night or just listen or lives in other States, really hear your story in a way to get practical tips Yes, and and how to. So there were two reasons you said why it's important to hustle to healing. So the first reason is that you're worth it. Mm. And, um, I think that in our culture today, we can have, um, a false sense of security mm-hmm. just because of social media and just different things. But we always have to go back. You know, I'm a Christian, so I'm a believer. Yeah. Um, and I know Jesus. So I always go back to the Bible. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says in, in Ephesians 2.10 that we're created in God's workmanship to do yeah. great things, which he called beforehand that we should walk in them. So that means that I'm worth it. I'm worth being healed. I'm worth having yeah. confidence because I'm created by God. And I'm worth being healed and whole. Yeah. And then the second reason so, is... Well, even that right there, I oh, think yeah. so many people people don't believe they're worth it. Because you said, and you might get this into this later, but you said that in the beginning of the divorce proceedings, you, you were very insecure. Like, why didn't he want me? Yes. And so you believed the lie that you weren't worth it. Right. I believed the lie that I wasn't worth it. And mm-hmm. I, 
it took me a while to get over that lie. But then after I realized he didn't think he was worth it to do the work. <laughs> it's crazy. So, um, and so true, right? It's so true, which is like too bad for that yeah. particular situation. Um, and then the second reason, so first reason is you're worth it. And then the second reason is, you know, once you're healed, you want to be a bridge to help others get healed. Yeah. So it's important that it's not, we don't have the blinders on and it's like, okay, it's, this is all about me. No, there's other people that you're supposed to reach and you're supposed to touch and you're supposed mm-hmm. to impact. Yeah. And I think it's worth noting just to tell your story a little bit, you know, um, this, this was your first marriage. Like you waited. Oh yeah. I was 41 y'all when I got married. <gasps> yes. I, I was, yeah. And, and it was over in two years. Yeah, it was over. Yeah. It was over in two and a half years. And, um, and I just want to preface that cause I don't want people to think that you're this young college girl making a wrong decision. I look like a girl. You look <laughs> like a girl, but you went into this marriage fully, uh, uh, mature. Yeah. I mean, believer, we, knowing what was going on and got counseling. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we dated for a year. Yep. Um, we went through premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. I knew his family. He knew my family. I met him in church. Yeah. Um, so I was feeling like I was definitely on the right path. And then yeah. one day I turned around and it was literally like the light on the light in the room turned off and I was looking at this man and I'm like, I don't know who this is. And was it that quickly? It was really that quickly. It was. Wow. Like, Cause he oh. came home to tell you information that you had no idea about. Is that, was that right? If well, I, I actually took a look at his phone. Oh yeah. Which you're, which I was allowed. I mean, we had, our yeah. it, it, we, I mean, I can look at, of course yeah. you should. I look at Hoyt's phone, not for whatever. Right. Like I might. Just oh, yeah. pick something up to call somebody or send a text or whatever. Like, yeah. And you should have that in a relationship. It's not a question. In a, in a relationship, you know, yeah. when you're married, when you're engaged. That it's not is, suspicious. It's no, just. it's just, it's, hey, I, it, you I should pi- be able to. Yeah. I picked up his phone just to use Safari. Right. Because his I'm, phone is closer. Right. And, um, uh, and both of us, you know, yeah. we had permission to look at each other's yeah. phone. And so um, he was acting strange. Mm. And so I looked at his phone and I saw a text. Oh, and when I saw that text, I was it's like, all coming huh? back to me now. Yeah. When I saw that text, I was like, uh, why are you asking someone out on a date when you're married? Yeah. Oh my and gosh. So then it was just, I mean, then it, then it was like, okay, yeah. the cat's out of the bag. And then yeah. that's when he's like, no, I don't want to be married and, and all well, that. So yeah. yeah, I mean, it was very much like the flip switched. Yes. And you know what? I think you probably have heard more stories like this now that you're oh, sharing it. Yeah. Like I know several women, even married for 20 years that all of a sudden, yes. you know, so we're, it's not a matter. I, I not only say that cause it's not a matter of, well, she was young or she didn't take her time or that would never happen to me. It that's, that's not how this worked. No, it was, I was very, um, I'm a rule. I'm an Enneagram one. So mm-hmm. I'm a rule. What does that mean? <laughs> Enneagram <laughs> one means that I'm always looking for improvement. Okay. They call them, they, it can be the improver, um, the reformer, the perfectionist, which I've been delivered mm-hmm. from perfectionism. <laughs> um, but so I always want to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a woman of integrity. I always want to do the right thing. So I took all the right steps towards yeah. this. And um, unfortunately, I was deceived. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I it, it waited till I was 41 to get married. I mean, mm-hmm. I had... I had good Christian relationships with yeah. men. You know, I had 
I, I don't want to say several, but I had boyfriends. Yeah, you, yeah. I had plenty of them. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was not a matter of, yeah, I was foolish. Or, right. No, no, no. None of that. No. It was, I felt like I was right on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's encouragement for women to hear that might be going through the same thing. Like, how could I, it's not, it's not the case. And at the end, and at the end of the day, relationships are a risk anyway. Yeah. Relationships. You really, I mean, I don't care if it's a friendship, you know, a girlfriend Mm -hmm. friendship, um, a uh, relationship, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, et cetera. I mean, getting a new job, that's a risk. Yeah. Just all of those different things, they're, they're risks. And you have to be willing to take the risk. It's true. And sometimes it works out. And, you know, unfortunately, this one did it. And mm-hmm. the good news is when I walked away, I knew that I had done everything that I could to save my marriage. Yeah. And I was ready to go to counseling. I was ready. I already forgave him yeah. you know, for uh, adultery. Yeah. I already forgave him for that. So I knew that I was I was moving forward and... And I had done everything I could do. There was nothing yeah. more I could do. Yeah. So you were worth it, which you are. Yes. And number two, did we ever say number two? Um, say it again. Yeah, yeah, I did. Okay. That you, so you're, number one, you're worth it. And then number two, so that you can be a bridge to healing for others. Mm-hmm. So you can help others along to heal yeah. as well. Because you're doing that right now. Yeah. With your story. Oh, for sure. So I love your little acrostics. Yeah. <laughs> and, if, if, and if you're in a car... He, listen to this right now. Just come back later and then write it down because you need to know this. Yes. Especially, not if you're going through healing, but when. Yes. If it's not right now, it's when. Or maybe it's something that you can share with somebody else. But just the word heal and how we can rem- how we can remember why it's important to heal. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Hey, friends. Real quick, I want to tell you about our fall lineup for Gather Her. So grab your calendars, pull out your phone, and save the date for this amazing speaker lineup. And if you're driving, no worries. Everything is on our website and Facebook page where you can RSVP. On September 12th, Carrie Stevens will be speaking on identity and how we can quench our deepest thirst for significance and belonging. Then on October 10th, Lynn Cherry will be with us, who is the author of Keep Walking. Then to wrap things up for the fall lineup, we have something really special. On November 14th, Lindsay Crouch will be with us. She's the founder of Superseed Life Food and Beverage Company. Lindsay will share her entrepreneurial journey of why she and her husband founded the company that believes in health, happiness, gut, and mental health. And I bet she'll have some yummy treats for us all to sample too. To wrap up 2019, we are going out with a bang. Ladies, we will be at Kendra Scott's store in the domain for a night of sips, sweets, and jewelry. 20% of every purchase will go to Created Woman Foundation and help further the mission to equip and empower women to be who they are created to be. So ladies, mark your calendars for December 12th for Kendra Scott Give Back Party and save all of your Christmas shopping until the 12th. It's guilt-free shopping. Well, we can't wait to see you this fall at Gather Her. And remember to invite your friends because it's free. It's the best girls' night all month long in Austin, Texas. All right, back to our show with Stacey McVeigh. So I just said, you know, how do I get healed? And so the H is humility and help. Because we have to admit that we need healing and we have to ask for help. Mm. I think that there's a lot of times that we're like, oh, it is what it is. And, you know, um, this is the lot in life that I have. And no, you, you humble, you know what? I was hurt 
Mm-hmm. And you have a community around you that affirms that. that yes. Yeah. And you don't have to say, well, it's okay. Or, you know, I was only married for two and a half years. Right. That was a traumatic experience and I needed to be healed. So first of all, I had to be like, this is a traumatic experience. And Mm -hmm. then I was like, then I had to be like, okay, (coughs) the Christian counselor and divorce recovery and just, you know, a great tribe around me. Even, we have to admit that even when it's not as big as divorce. Yeah. I mean, it's daily stuff that you can be hurt by and little things along the way that end up being big things that you have to say, this is not okay. Right. You, you have, you have to make sure that there's the, there's the balance between being easily offended Mm -hmm. and the balance between being like, no, this isn't right. Mm -hmm. And I need to say something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and you know. You said go with a surrendered heart, but it also goes back to you can't have a surrendered heart unless you have a good community. And you have had an awesome community around you for years. Yes, I am very, even even when I went uh, through that divorce, I, I remember like looking around at the people in my life mm-hmm. and being like, I can't imagine my life without these people. And yeah. um it's all about, I mean, we have to be, I'm very intentional with my friendships. Mm-hmm. You know, I have, yeah, friend, I mean, we've been, we've been friends for almost 20 years. Yeah. You know, I uh, was born and raised in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And so I still have friends that I've known since the fifth grade. Yeah. That we are friends. And when I go to Wisconsin, we get together once a year. Yeah. I mean, so, so good. but you have to be intentional and you have yeah. to, you know, plant seeds and you know, go at, I mean, ask people to meet up and, mm-hmm. and I've done that for a lot of years. And you so, have, so when, so when the crap hit the face, yeah, <laughs> literally I, almost I, really, I mean, yeah. I had people to reach out to that where it, it wasn't a stretch yes. for them. Yeah. But also if, if, if you don't have that because of your situation or whatever, you got into a group and created a new community. Oh, I totally Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's H humility and ask for help. Yes. E. E is experts, expectations and encouragement. I think this is my favorite. Yeah. The expectations and the experts. Yeah. Because, and you already hit on counseling. I feel like a lot of times as Christians, we just, we just need Jesus. Yeah. And that is, we do need Jesus. We do. But what did and I love this, but what did Jesus do? Jesus went around and he was available for people. Mm-hmm. He had his own tribe yes, of his disciples. And he just went around and loved people and pointed people to, the, to his father, heavenly father, God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we have to have, make sure that the, um, you know, the encouragement, the experts yeah, and the expectations that we are always still, you know, honing in on Jesus. But I mean, the experts, like the counselors and everything. And, yeah. Um, you know, you have to watch who you ask for advice from. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've learned that. In, yeah. And, and you know what? Everybody wants to give you advice too. Yeah. And you can just smile and look at them. Well, you can surround yourself with the people that just tell you yes. Oh, you can't. And okay. then you're getting all this advice from experts, quote unquote, that really aren't. No, no. And I've realized that in my life, like, oh, I took that advice years ago or, and that's just not true. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, um, for sure go to the experts. In my case, it was, you know, Christian counselor, divorce recovery. I had a group of people. I went, 
um, this was important. So I had a Saturday morning routine with my ex-husband. We had a Saturday morning routine. Mm. And so I had to get a new routine. So I joined a running group. Mm. And so that was a new routine for me, which I needed. And I did that immediately. And it was awesome. Um, and you know, those, uh, those people are my friends today. I mean, Leslie and Amy, you know, they, um, came last night and so they're still my friends today. So you, yeah, definitely something new, new routine, but Mm -hmm. having your, having the expectations on Jesus. Cause when you're going through that trauma, you're, I mean, you're easily hurt. Your feelings are easily hurt. So you got to make sure that you're like, okay, Jesus, you're the only one that mm-hmm. you're the, you're the only one that's going to meet my expectations. Cause people just, I mean, they try their yeah. best, but they're going to fall short Yeah, and to encourage others. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the midst of it, you can still stop and look around and there's somebody else you can encourage and somebody yeah. else you can help. Because if you, if you make it all about yourself, that's not going to last for long. No, no. Well, I love the story they told us on about how you had to, a hurt hip. Yes. And you had experts yes. tell you how to do yoga. Yes. And just that one example of how we go to we go to experts when it comes to our physical health, mm-hmm. but so many times we don't do it for our mental and yes. emotional health. Yeah. 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 I mean that that whole hip thing and yeah, my friend Veronica mm-hmm. who's, you know, a yoga instructor, she's like, Stacey, do that pigeon pose and it just I mean, honestly it changed my that life. That thing hurts. Oh. <laughs> it totally hurts. You didn't say what pose it was last night. Oh, okay. <laughs> It, yeah, yeah, that stretches you out. It does. It stretches you out, but you have to ease into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You have to eat. You have to allow that whole. So, which brings us to A. Yeah, yeah. Which is allow. You have to allow the process of things. So, mm. healing is not for the faint, and it's no. painful. Mm-hmm. But once with that that hip, for example, that whole pigeon pose. Once you start to stretch you can get further and further in the stretch, but it does take time. Yeah. So a H is humility and help. A E is experts, expectations and encouragement. And a is allow the process of healing. Yes. You said use the tools and do the work. Yeah. I mean that divorce recovery homework was no joke. So, but I did it, Mm -hmm. you know, through tears, through, you know, like practically, Writing yeah. through the book because you're so angry. Yes, but you just you just do it. <laughs> you do it, and it was so helpful. Like at the end, I was like, "Thank God I did that." Yeah, yeah. Well, you talked about Isaiah 43 about that God will take you through. Yes, which means allow. What is that scripture again? Isaiah 43 two, and it says, "When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you." When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. And so, good. so God's taking us through. He's not going to yeah. let me be burned. He's not going to let me drown. He's taking us through. And that's with that whole allow, the A part mm-hmm. of the heal is we have to allow that healing to take place. Yeah. Because don't you think so often we think, oh, it's just going to be taken away. Or we pray that way. Oh, yeah. And when you say A is for allow the process, that means you have to go walk through it. Yeah. And I mean, for, with my hip, I could have been like, oh, this is, this hurts. And yeah. I do it anymore ever. Yeah. And then I wouldn't, You'd I be wouldn't limping. have the exercise routine I have <laughs> right. now. I would be limping around. Mm-hmm. I'd be, I would not be fulfilling my purpose. Yeah. Because I'd be immobilized. Mm. Yeah. It's so good. And I remember you going through the process and it just, it wasn't quick. No. 
you know, it wasn't this two week thing. I mean, there was a good year that I feel like you were doing the work. Oh yeah. It was, it was definitely a year at least. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, Honestly, I've just in the last year, I've been interested in like, oh, I think I want to date now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's only been the last year. Are we making a public announcement right now? Yes, I am. <laughs> that, we'll make another vote. Yes. <laughs> I'm single, I'm stable, and I'm available. Yeah, I'm looking for a man who loves God. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and it's generous. <laughs> so all you ladies, if you're single and you're looking for someone, just come on the Girl Talk podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Should we give your Instagram handle right now so they can find you? Sure. Stacy L. McVeigh. <laughs> <laughs> and all I love my social media profiles are public. I do not have anything <laughs> private. <laughs> If you get married from someone that you met from the Girl Talk podcast. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's a new program for creative women, the dating program. <laughs> All right. Allow the process. L. What's L? <laughs> L is legacy. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all, whether we want to or not, we're all leaving a legacy. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I don't have any uh, children. But uh, I have nieces and nephews, and I have, you know, I have younger people that I've mentored throughout the yeah. years, and, but we're all leaving a legacy. I mean, there's older people I've mentored throughout the years, and it's we're crazy. just all leaving a legacy, and people are watching us. Um, how do we handle traumatic experiences? Yeah. Because they're looking like, okay, this is a woman who loves God, and you know, she's planted in church. She's volunteers for creative women. Let's mm -hmm. see how she, let's see how yeah. she handles this. It's true. And so it's all about leaving a legacy and that's what we're supposed to do on this earth. I mean, that's what Jesus said to make disciples, right? Yeah. That's my favorite verse. Yeah. Yeah. One of is go mm -hmm. make disciples. Yeah. That is all part of leaving a legacy. And you talked about finish what you started. Oh Yeah. Yeah. So when I was going through that whole divorce recovery program, and it's a 13-week program, I was living with my sister, mm -hmm. uh, Kelly, and her husband, and my nephews. And so my nephew at the time was 17. And, mm -hmm. you know, some, some weeks it was just getting out of bed, brushing my teeth, washing my face, and just going. Yeah. And um, so Robert had asked me, where, where are you going? I said, I'm, I'm going to divorce recovery. He's like, you still taking that class? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he could see the pain in my face. He's like, do you have to go, Aunt Stace? Mm. And I'm like, I do, because I have to finish what I started. And I mm -hmm. need to get healed. And I'm going to do all 13 weeks. Yeah. You know, so he watched me. Yeah. And he watched me go through the pain. And he watched me finish what I started. Yeah. And aren't you glad you did? Like, after the 13 weeks, what was that like completing and finishing those 13 weeks? I felt so accomplished. Mm -hmm. Um, I had tools that I could go back to mm -hmm. and, um, I was, I felt so much better than I had 13 weeks beforehand. Wow. And it really gave me, it gave me a platform to really vent. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I had great friends, you know, and yeah. family to vent to, but y'all, I mean, you can't be venting for, I mean, you can. But I think I, I don't think it's healthy to continue to vent about the same thing right. for so long without getting help in the midst of it. Right. And 
if even if you would have come to me to vent, which we did talk about it, I don't know if I would have had the tools to give you. Right. Yeah. You know, I would so, have had the encouragement. Yeah. So I, I definitely felt I felt equipped. I felt accomplished. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had tools, and I felt like I could, you know, I could at that point help others. Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone, whether it's divorce or abuse or whatever the process is that they're having to go through to get to the other side of healing, but they're stuck in their bed or Mm -hmm. even stuck in their mind, they're just going through the motions of life. If that's who's listening, what would, what would be your encouragement to them to just, just to do first? Uh, The first thing that I would do is I would just, uh, Allow yourself mm. to grieve because mm. it's a grieving process. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a dream that was lost. It was a dream mm-hmm. that was crushed. Yeah. Um, but allow yourself the, the process to be in pain and know that it's going to be painful. Um, but it's, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Know that and really know that you will be Okay. But yeah. I mean, admit it and admit that you have the pain and go get, I mean, go, go get, get help. help. Yeah. Yeah. Get help. You did a beautiful job of that. Thank it was you. really just to watch you through that process, go from the lowest of low to where you are today. Yeah. And, and such a, it's been four years, but really a short time. Cause you've been back to what I feel like is Stacy for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've been <clears> back probably for a good three years. Yeah. Stacy Mack is back. That's right. <laughs> Hotter than ever. <laughs> but there are women that you've seen that just have over the years have sat in it. Yeah. And you know, they're not moving yeah. and don't want, sometimes don't want to move. Right. So in the, so what I encourage people is that you choose the pain. Mm. So are you going to choose to work through the pain of the trauma right away? Yeah. Or are you going to sit there, be immobilized and debilitated yeah. and wait until you need extra physical therapy right? till you might need surgery, mm. et cetera. And I'm using the physical as, right. a, you know, as an right. example, but we have a choice and either one is going to be painful. So what are you going to choose? Yeah. Cause it won't go away. No, it doesn't go away. And yeah. it will come up in some other area of your life. For sure. Yeah. Wow. It's so good. Well, I'm so glad you did the process because you're a good friend. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, I'm, I'm so thankful I did the process. Everybody yeah. around me is. For sure. Yeah. Because how? where would you be today? Like, where would our friendship be today? Oh. Where was your friendship with your families, your relationships with your nephews? If you didn't go through the process, can you imagine the effect and damages on your relationships now just because of one other person's choices? Yeah. You're right, Heather. And that, and I mean, listeners, listen to that. Yeah. I mean, don't let somebody else's choice yeah. catapult you for the rest of your life. No. Don't let it. Mm-mm. So good. Yeah. You're amazing. Oh, thank you. It was great last night. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna get to some fun stuff. Yeah. So we're you're healed, you're whole, you're hot, you're single. That's right. <laughs> so what's your next God sized dream? I mean, I want to be a wife. Yeah. I, really, I think you'd be a good one. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want to be a wife. That is my dream. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I have went back and forth with God about it because I'm like, Lord, is, do you want me to be single? And I have not heard a yes at all. Mm-hmm. I've heard Psalm 37.4. When you delight in me, I'll give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. And so I am 
you know, I am waiting for God to provide, but I want, that's my dream. My dream is to be a wife. And really, I'd like to be a wife of a business owner, entrepreneur. (laughs) You're totally winning the profile right here. (laughs) (laughs) I really do. I think that, um, well, I know that I'm an asset and I'm a help and a support. So I would love to be able to help and support in that way. Yeah. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. Really fun. Mm-hmm. You'd be good at it. You do I, that to your friends already. It's it's a natural overflow yeah, of you. Yeah, yeah. I love being a cheerleader. Yeah, you are the biggest cheerleader. Yeah. Okay, so those three questions, which that was number one, Yeah. that we always ask our guests. The second is, what right now is your favorite trend, fashion statement, whatever it is, you can't leave the house without? What is going on right now? Well, it's um, lipstick, and that's mm-hmm. either pink or red. Which you got on today. Yeah, I got the pink on today. Um, I have just recently, again, started wearing earrings because... What do you mean again? You stopped? So, so like, yeah, for years, I, w- I was having trouble. I was My ears were always, always getting infected. And then I, I had a friend... I, of, I, had a, I know. I had a friend of mine, and she, for my birthday this year, she's like, hey, I got you some earrings. I'm like, oh, I can't wear those. She's like, really? She goes, don't you think that you can still slip them in? And sure enough, I did. Oh, wow. So I got... Um, so yeah, so now I'm like doing earrings and then of course anything animal print is always awesome. Yeah, well you had it on last night, you looked yeah. hot. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I love animal print. Animal print is classy, it's classic, it's, it really doesn't go out of style. In moderation. Yeah. Not head to toe, just in case people are listening like, oh. Yeah, and not every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not head to toe. No, um, you looked good. You looked good. Not like Janice on Friends. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh-uh. <laughs> Okay, so just to wrap up, finish the statement. I was created to... I was created to pray for people, care for people, develop leaders, build teams, multiply what God has used me to build, and give generously. Yeah. And I've heard you say that over and over again. Yes. Mm -hmm. For years. Yeah. You know exactly what you're called to do. I know exactly. I'm I'm very thankful. Yeah. I'm very thankful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, it was fun. You're amazing. It's always fun. Okay, we're going to put your links in uh, Instagram and all that and, and the show notes in case somebody really... Yeah. Yes. Yes, thank you so we'll much. We'll do a follow-up in a year. All right, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Hey, thanks for joining us today. And if you want to chat more, we would love to meet you face-to-face. Every month in Austin, Texas, we host a free event called Gather Her, and you're invited. It's a night where faith, fashion, fun, and friends collide. If you don't live in Austin or just love to read, join our online community where you'll find weekly devotionals and resources you can take with you everywhere. A very special thanks to our CW friends who support this podcast and all of our programs through monthly donations. It's because of your generosity, women around the world are being equipped and empowered to be who they are created to be. For all of this and more, visit createdwoman.net and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. I'm Heather Frierson, and you're listening to Girl Talk from Created Woman.